0: Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brennan T. Adams, and on today's show, we have Zach Spuckler. Zach is gonna teach you a lot today in the social media world. He's gonna teach you about Facebook ads, how to convert, have a high conversion rate, and make money with your Facebook ads. He's gonna talk about webinars, how to have a successful webinar, and how to get a lot of people at your webinar where they actually turn into sales. And then we're gonna go into Periscope, how he has been able to I think he did 750,000 hearts he got in a matter of a month on Periscope. And now, not even six months later, he's at over 4 million hearts and 7,300 followers. And how he's been able to monetize that and turn that into money, I think he did in a 30-day span at the beginning $10,000 in sales just from Periscope. So this guy, it's been fun to see him grow, a 22-year-old kid that left college and pursued his own dreams. He's killing it right now. He's doing awesome. He gives a lot of great content in today's show. Before we get into it, I just want to remind you I want to extend my offer. For anybody out there, if you go and get my product, the Arctic Stick, it allows you to cool and flavor your drink, go to Amazon, buy a six-pack for $14.95, and buy it and give me a five-star review, and send me actually the screenshot of it. Send it to my email at brandon at brandontadams.com. You do that, and I'll give you free access to my course, Lightbulb to Launch. That's a $497 value. It is the season for giving. It's the holidays. I want to give this offer to my audience. I really love you guys for your support. I want to give that to you. So, again, go buy a six-pack Arctic stick. Show proof, screenshot, do a review, send it to me at Brandon at BrandonTAdams.com, and I'll give you access to my course, Lightbulb to Launch, $497 value, but it'll literally save you tens of thousands of dollars. So let's jump into it with Zach Spuckler. Let's learn all about social media, how to make money with Facebook ads, webinars, and Periscope. Let's get started. <laughs> Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brennan T. Adams, and on today's show, we have my buddy, Zach Spuckler. Zach, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. Dude, I've been trying to get you for how long now? <laughs> and we go way back. It, it's cool to see you and I have grown over the past six months from when we first met in SOGA, Lewis Houses' uh, program, and we were in a mastermind together. And just to see for you, I mean, it's... It's inspiring and awesome to see for where you went when you were working uh, side jobs, you were doing Facebook ads, you were going to college and you were like, oh, should I just quit college? I'm like, dude, you got to do what you love. And (laughs) clearly, I mean, you left college and now you're killing it. I mean, you are like a celebrity in Periscope world, over 4 million (laughs) hearts, which, wow, we're going to get into that later. And Facebook ads, and I've seen personally what you can do. So- before we jump into all that technical stuff, I want the audience to hear about where you got started as a young entrepreneur, where you got started, your background, and how it led you to where you are today, killing it.
1: Yeah, so it's it's a really funny story because everybody kind of thinks that my first um, big win, so to speak, was this this whole marketing direction, and that's really not the case. I've actually been kind of doing stuff like this for almost a decade now, and, and I say almost a decade because I don't have a great recollection
0: of before we go into that, you're 22 years old. I'm 22.
1: Old. So yeah. I, started, I started about 12, and that's why I say a decade, because I, I very clearly remember having to convince my father to loan me his social security number so I could like register for these things that would pay me money online, because you had to be 13 <laughs> to do all this stuff. So I was like, let's just say it's you, and I'll earn all the money, and it'll be really cool. And so I started out doing the most bizarre off-the-wall stuff that people have never heard of from like surveys, like filling out surveys, which is, thank goodness, met its end. But used to be able to make pretty decent money doing that and I used to know how to game the system and recruit people and crazy. So I used to do stuff like that and over time I kind of graduated into freelance writing and I was doing a lot of SEO. And back in like, you know, the late 2010s that used to work really, really well for companies. You could just do SEO, get a ton of traffic, make a bunch of money, it worked really well. Did that for a couple of years. And then thought, well, I don't understand why I'm making you know a penny a word. That was my rate, a penny a word. But I type pretty fast, so I could make 20 bucks an hour, and at you know 16, 17, it's pretty pretty good money. Um, But after doing that for a couple years, I thought this is really dumb. I'm just going to do this myself. So why are these people employing me at you know 20 dollars an hour? They must be making 50 dollars an hour. How are they doing it? So I started to investigate that. Started setting up some websites. Um, I did some SEO websites for Amazon affiliates, ended up setting up a couple of niche sites, made some money, flipped those, uh, made some cash there. And then I got in direct sales, because I thought, oh, direct sales, I know everybody making a ton of money. This is the way to go. Did that for a couple years. Um, Never lost money on anything. That's like my my claim to fame. I've never lost money doing anything. I've always ended up in the the positive, as as measly as it's been in a few cases. Um, But I always ended up in the positive, did direct sales for a couple years, And about six or seven months ago, I would say I really had like a a come to Jesus moment where I was like, you know, I've done all of this stuff and it's all been great. But the only common thread, the only thing that's always been consistent among one thing to the next thing to the next thing is marketing my skills, marketing myself, the marketing piece. So why don't I stop beating around the bush and uh, just market it? Yeah. And so that kind of started my... My current company, which is Heart, Soul & Hustle, which I officially bought the domain in February, and it's, what, December now? So about yeah. eight months ago. Nope, that's bad math. About 10 months ago,
0: <laughs> I bought well, that when domain. when we first met, you were actually just, you were getting feedback for the site, and you were just getting going.
1: Yeah, so like i I'd technically say I started it 10 months ago, but we didn't really do anything until about six months ago, seven months ago is when things really started to pick up. So when we really just went for it. Yeah. Uh, and it grew
0: oh. to what it is now. That's awesome, man. So when we first met, I mean, before we got into Periscope, you were in the Facebook ads. And I've seen personally what your work can do. You're amazing. I've tried to hire you many times. <laughs> You're like, good. It's hard to get you. So let's hear kind of your experience of how you learned uh, to master the Facebook game and what techniques people can use to get high conversion rates and actually make money with your ads. So when you are putting $50 worth of ads in, you make hundreds of dollars off that.
1: Yeah. So the the reason I got started is at the time I would say I really jumped into Facebook ads, I was in direct sales. And this was about three years ago. So Facebook ads have been popular for maybe five to seven years, depending on what circles you run in. But in direct sales, they have just recently come into the forefront because everybody in direct sales is all about leverage your network, leverage your relationships. And me being the marketer at heart was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like I'm all about relationships. Anybody in my tribe will tell you like relationships first but you can only talk to so many people a day. Why not just give Facebook $10 to to start forming a relationship for me? So I kind of said, you know what? I'm just going to start studying Facebook ads. Nobody else wants to. Like, I'll do it. I'll be the first one. I'll make a ton of money. Um, Unfortunately, it didn't work out quite like that. But I did run one of my first major campaigns. And, you know, it was so bizarre because I got somebody I'd never talked to before. We had never spoken, ran a Facebook ad, connected with them. Got their phone number, connected with them on the phone, closed them on, you know, a $130 deal at the time. So, you know, once that happened, that for me was a major turning point where I said, listen, if somebody who has no idea who I am will get on the phone with some punk 19 year old kid at the time (laughs) and like just, you know, be interested in buying something from them, there might actually be something here that people aren't looking into. So that's when it all kind of started. And so over the next couple of years, I really tried to, kind of fit uh, a round peg in a square hole and really kind of plug it into direct sales. And it just never really went for me. But on the side, I was running them for other people. And that kind of started to pick up more over the last 12 months. Um, and then I just kind of said, okay, you know what? Screw it. I don't, I don't need to try and make it work for that. Like, this is what I'm good at. I make it work for other people. why not just do what I like? Um, so that's what I did. As far as, you know, kind of making it happen and what works right now, that's what makes it so lucrative is that it's always changing. So what I want to talk about with you and your audience is, you know, kind of some of the core concepts and and give some advice, but know that in 12 months it can all change. And that's what makes it so lucrative. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Six months even. I mean, even, you know, in the last month I released a Facebook course and a bunch of stuff has changed. So I have to update it. Uh, But, you know, the the real core concept that I always tell people that I tell all my students anytime I do a major presentation or a major training, I say, you know, you have to understand that Facebook ads a few years ago, they kind of used to be more like an ATM. You could put 20 bucks in, get 200 out and move on with your day. But it really doesn't work like that. They need to be part of a larger network of systems that you have in place. So that's what scares a lot of people away. And I I tell people, you don't have to think about it as it's a major system. You know, you don't have to plug it into everything or really fully understand what you're doing. Because there are days where I wake up going, I don't know what I'm doing anyway. So you don't really have to understand all your systems. What you do have to understand is it's not an ATM. It's more like a 401k. And you have to put in the money now and understand that it's, it's an investment. And Anybody who's in business or has been in business for a while will kind of tell you there's lots of these little investments as you go. So you might build a relationship with somebody today that's really never going to serve you for 12 months. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't call them up on the phone and give them some free advice today. It's the same with Facebook ads. Some of these Facebook ads pay me back in 20 minutes. I mean, I can run an ad and make money in 20 minutes. Some of them build my list for three months and then I do a launch and then I make a ton of money. Those ads don't really pay me back until the major launch, but I would rather be building that income as I go. Um, so let me, let me stop there and make sure that that all makes sense. So basically
0: what you're saying, no. So you, you, you put the, the ads out there and people see them. And over time, I mean, they're obviously going to notice you. And when the time comes when they need you, they will go to you. When it, like it may be 12 months down the road. It's just a matter of being there so they know of you. Exactly. Exactly. So
1: your goal with Facebook ads is twofold. It's awareness and it's lead generation. So you want to be making sure people know who you are, but you don't want to fall in the trap of that's all you're doing. A lot of people I know run Facebook ads for likes, which there are certain cases where that works. There's definitely reasons to do it, but if that's all you're doing with your ads is trying to get more likes on your page, it's kind of a waste of your time unless it's part of a larger strategy. What you really want to be doing is thinking, how can I use Facebook ads to connect with people who might be interested in my products right now, next week, or in the next few months, and get them to connect with me so we can build a deeper relationship?
0: So what would be an example, let's say yeah. you're going to do an ad for yourself so, uh, to promote your course. Well, how would you lay that out? What would it look like? What yeah. kind of so I'll give you two
1: examples. Um, one that I'm using right now and one that's starting to kind of surge in popularity If you can, if you can get it just right. So the first thing that I like to do is just drive people right to a landing page. It's also called a squeeze page. It's also called an opt-in page. Um, thank goodness for the plethora of marketers who have given it too many names to mention. I know. But essentially it's a one pager where they have two options, either they opt in or they leave. That's it. And some people say that's too harsh, trust me, it converts better. It works. Push that out of your mind. You send people to a landing page, you offer them something for free in exchange for their name and email. That can be a 15% discount if you're in e-commerce, that can be free shipping, that can be a PDF if you sell digital courses. Um, If you do services, that can be a free call. So, you know, we on the other side know that those are sales calls, but we call them discovery calls. We call them strategy sessions. You know, we essentially get people on the phone so we can find out who they are, what they need, and how to close them on the phone. So you give them something for free. A lot of people say, this doesn't work if if I'm in, you know, insert my business here because I'm unique and special. But the reality is it works in every industry. And if you think that's not true, I would challenge you to go to Walmart.com and notice that they'll give you free shipping if you register, or at least they they used to. Target gives you free shipping if you register. Like every major outlet gives you some perk for giving them your email because every major outlet understands that this is a core concept that works. So that's the first point. You do that. Then you have their email. Then you just stay connected with them and you send them your blogs or your updates or your podcast. Um, you do not blast them every three days with a new sale
0: unless you're an oh, e-commerce okay. business. How often would you, if you are going to send out to your list? Yeah, what, so once a week. Or? So full
1: disclosure, I am horrible at keeping up with my list, <laughs> uh-huh. but I would say about once a week is good. You want to email them frequently enough that you are top of mind, but not so frequently that you are annoying them. So we all have that person who emails us every single day. Trust me, that person either is has like a really hardcore strategy that converts well in the back end, or they don't know what they're doing, and you can usually tell which one it is. So, so I would say about once a week is a good place to start. And you just want to kind of build a relationship with them. That's the first thing that you can do. The other thing that you can do is there's this new concept of retargeting that's gaining a lot of popularity. And retargeting is essentially finding people who have already engaged with you in some way and hitting them up again.
0: So Are you saying like, there's services that do this, basically whoever visits your page, as soon as they do that, they're gonna have pop-ups all of the time for the next month. Exactly. So there are like a bunch of different phases of this.
1: You can retarget people who like your page. You can retarget people who visit your site, or you can retarget people who visit a very specific sales page. So what you do is you drive traffic to these places. You drive traffic to your sales page or or your website, A little caveat here, we're not driving cold traffic to make sales. So it's not like Bob might be interested in my product, I'm going to spend $20 trying to get Bob to look at my sales page, and then I'm going to retarget Bob. That's not going to work. But you can say, okay, I wrote this really awesome blog about how to leverage Facebook ads. I'm going to drive people there, and then if they click and engage on that blog, they care about Facebook ads, I'm going to retarget everybody who read that ad, to my freebie or my webinar, and then I'm gonna build a relationship and sell them. What that does is it pre-qualifies people. And for the for the listeners that are picking up on this, it is adding an extra step. So some people say, Well, like, why would I do that? Because you just told me I could run stuff cold to a lead magnet, and that would convert them. Why add another step? It only brings in qualified leads. So Bob, who actually doesn't care about Facebook ads, isn't going to read a blog about Facebook ads. He's not going to click. Bob, who maybe is interested, is going to say, oh, free. I like free. Everyone loves free. But he's not going to go read a blog or take time out of his day to really engage with you unless he actually cares. He's not going to like your page. He's not going to visit your site. So it just adds a pre qualifier and it actually lowers the cost of acquiring him as a lead. So it's a more long-term strategy. It goes back to that whole 401k versus ATM analogy. It's yeah. a long-term strategy, but what it does is it only brings in qualified leads. Then, so Bob read your blog, Bob got, Bob got your freebie. Now he showed up on your webinar. Maybe he didn't buy your product, but now if you decide, hey, I know you were on my webinar. I know you read my blog. I know you're on my email list. I'm going to show you ads for my product. There's no way he's not interested in like a very high capacity. And I can tell you from the numbers and the profit margins I have from doing things like this, he's definitely interested. Um, and that's just, you know, that's just one person. What about when you get 20 people like this or 200 people like this? If you can just convert 2 to 3% of them at a relatively low cost, you can have high ticket items that you sell and you're not actually selling them. You're just sequentially moving them through the relationship and saying like the next best thing I have for you is to just buy something.
0: That makes sense, and I mean <clears throat> you may not get them right away, but eventually you're building up your audience, your email list, and uh, eventually you might get that sale. So when you're set up webinars, and you've done a lot of webinars, you actually got one going on tonight. Yeah, I have a webinar tonight. <laughs> so what, uh, what do you do to get a big attendance to your webinars?
1: Yeah, so I actually just posted about this in one of my Facebook groups today. The first thing that I want people to know about webinars is they're, they're a system in and of their self. And so I want to talk about them with you. And we talked about this because they are really a core piece of my strategy. But the, the reality is, and, and I would rather be upfront than be like, go do a webinar is you do need to learn webinars. So if you're like, oh wow, webinars work, I'm going to go run a ton of Facebook ads, set up a webinar tonight, and I'm going to make a ton of money. You're probably not. And that's just the, the harsh truth of it. You're going to have to do some study. Does that mean you need to buy a $1,000 course or, you know, even a $500 course? No, but it does mean you're going to need to go on YouTube and find out, how do I set up a webinar? How do I run my Facebook ads? You're probably going to have to download somebody's freebie or low cost program and study. So that's the first thing. The second thing is your first webinar is going to go straight to hell in a handbasket. No questions about it. If you don't have issues with your first webinar, consider yourself lucky and in the minority and you'll probably have issues later. But that's just kind of the truth. Everybody's always like, I want my first webinar to be perfect. And I, you know, my best piece of advice is kind of release that because it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to convert where you want it. Not enough people are going to sign up. You're going to have technical issues, but then it only gets better. And I mean, this is probably my, I don't even know, maybe my 20th or 30th webinar this year or in the past year. And now it's just kind of natural. Like I didn't even take a lot of planning. Like I looked back, we have about 350 people that'll be registered and we didn't really do a whole lot. You know, I just kind of sat back and, and did whatever I wanted to do. And it's just, it's so systematized at this point. So that's the first thing. But to answer your actual question, here's how I fill them up. Number one, solid marketing. So... Everybody expects that they're going to set up their webinar and that you're going to be irresistible to everybody because you have the greatest idea since sliced bread. And the reality is somebody else out there is doing a webinar very similar to you uh, unless you're like a pioneer in your industry. And even I would not consider myself a pioneer in my industry. Most people are not. You're always behind somebody else or you're in a competitive marketplace. And competition is good because it means there's buyers, but it also means you have to do something to stand out. What you need to do to stand out is market yourself. Most people are not willing to put in that extra work. So it's not post my link on my Facebook page, post my link on my Instagram, post my link in a group, and then cry because only five people signed up. Well, of course, only five people signed up. You need to get your promotional strategy down. So I have three things that I do. Number one, I market to my list. And if you're like, I don't have a list yet, don't worry. Everybody doesn't have a list when they start. So you're at no more or less of a disadvantage. But I always market to my list and I say, hey, come join me for this webinar. I follow up anybody who I contacted about signing up for my webinar that didn't actually sign up. I contact them a couple of days later and say, hey, please show up to my webinar. Um, Any email system can do this. MailChimp, Aweber, Infusionsoft, Entrepreneur, ActiveCampaign, they all have that capability. So you email the part of your list that would be interested, then you follow up a couple days later to anybody who didn't sign up. That's the first thing. The second thing is you nail down your organic marketing methods. So yes, you should post on your Facebook group. Yes, you should post it on your Instagram, but here's the thing. Don't just post it and run, post it and call for engagement. So one thing that I do is I have a Facebook group that I built up. I always post it in there and I always create buzz around what I'm doing. So what do you guys want to know on the webinar? I'm building out extra slides. What do you want to know? You know, don't just ask them to sign up for something, even though that is a high value proposition. Webinars are becoming really, really common now. So give them a reason. My experience has said that when people help build a webinar, even if it's in the capacity of what do you want to see? What questions do you have? What's your biggest challenge? Then when you post the actual link, they help build it. They want to be more involved. So second is like nail down your organic marketing. Third is get over it and just pay for some ads. So you're never going to cross that like thousand registration mark until you get ads out there. Or even, I would, I would challenge to say even like the 500 mark. You're probably not going to cross without paid marketing unless you have a huge following. And you just have to suck it up and spend some money.
0: I mean, <laughs> so, No, exactly. So you get them on the webinar. Mm-hmm. Okay, what, what is it that you talk about? So if somebody's wondering, what do I talk about on a webinar? And then at the end, how do you get them to actually buy?
1: Yeah, so here's the thing. The best thing you can do is get a webinar system, which is kind of what we talked about, but it's really a very simple concept.
0: But first off, what what's a webinar program? What do you use to host your webinar?
1: So I use lead pages or easy webinar. So lead pages and easy webinar are two great options. Lead pages is like 37 bucks a month. You have to install everything yourself. Um easy webinar is $397 a year, but it gives you more options. So if I'm gonna do something more complex, I wanna be on easy webinar. So that's the first thing. Then what you do is, it's super simple. You tell them what your topic is. You talk about yourself for like five or ten minutes, right? It's not an ego show, but remember you ran ads, so people don't know who you are. So you need to spend about five minutes telling them who you are, what you do, why they care. Um, Then you share your content, which should be about 25 to 35 minutes of solid content. Here's the thing. Don't hold back. Don't be like, and I really get into this inside of my paid program. That doesn't work. Just give them everything. Give them everything you can in 25 to 30 minutes without overwhelming them. So just like a quick disclaimer is like, if you can fit four hours of training into 35 minutes, you probably shouldn't do it. Maybe an hour into 25 to 35 minutes and it's hyper-focused, that's cool. But don't compress your entire program into 25 minutes, overwhelm them to the point where they shut down their computer and move on. Um, You just want enough there that they, they can go do something. So whether they buy your program or not, they need to learn something. Then you just bridge them into your sale. So some people call it building the gap. Some people call it a bridge. It's essentially saying, okay, so I just gave you all this stuff. Here's your new problem that we've created. So like, let's say, for example, tonight I'm going to do a webinar on launching. So cool. I just showed you how to launch, but how do you build your email list? How do you build your product? How do you build all the other pieces? Perfect. Here's a program that solves those problems. So you have to craft something that works for you, your audience, but I usually just say something like, you know, so you probably showed up today because of X, Y, and Z. If I can show you my system that really helps you emphasize the key pieces of blah, 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 blah. Is that something you want to hear about? Cool, here's my program. You pitch your program. It's not an infomercial. You're not Billy Mays. You just put it out there and move on. Five minutes to 10 minutes max, depending on the size of the program. Um, Then you do Q and A. And then your Q&A should really feed back into your program. So if somebody says something to me like, so what do you do to build your list? You don't wanna say, oh, I build my list, you know, in this really cool way, I talk about it in my program. You wanna say something like, Facebook ads are a huge part of my strategy. I have some really advanced targeting techniques that I use. Um, The easiest thing that I do is I attract people who have already read my content or who like my page, and I retarget them. Um, And I really, really go into retargeting inside of the program. So you want to give them the information, you want to answer their question, but you also want to feed it back into the program. So give them enough that you're not like hijacking them and making them buy, but understand that you're on a free Q&A and you can only give so much time. And if you fill up your webinar, you could have as much as like 100 to 150 questions. Um, So real quick recap, you do an intro on yourself, you give your core content, you bridge it into your sales pitch, and then you do Q&A.
0: So what's the most people you've had on a webinar before?
1: The most people we've had live was somewhere around 350 people so far.
0: Wow. Wow. That, that is awesome, man. So what kind of range is the product value? Is it $150, $200? What on average for the products that you sell?
1: Yeah, so on average, our products are between $200 and $400, which gives us a conversion of anywhere from about 7 to about 12%. Uh, And those numbers we are working on bringing up and we've got some stuff that we're working on. Um, We've converted as
0: high. 12% conversion?
1: Yeah, 12% conversion. That's really high, isn't it? You know, it is high. It's a little above the average, but you can always do stuff to bring it up.
0: (laughs) So we're always working to improve it. That's awesome, man. So so obviously in webinars, I mean, I learned a lot there and talk about the first time webinar. The first time I did a webinar, it was ugly, but I've learned from it and you just learn from it and take a new approach. But uh, obviously, anybody out there listening, if you want to do a webinar, you know how to do it. And I'd highly suggest just checking out one of his webinars. Because by seeing how somebody else does it, it is the best way to learn, too. Just see how somebody goes through the process of actually doing a successful webinar.
1: Absolutely. And I always encourage my students who are like, I really want to do a webinar, um, and my personal coaching clients. Like, I always tell them a piece of their homework is almost always go register for somebody Notable's webinar and watch what they do, and when I say Notable, I mean somebody who's making money. Don't listen. We all have the ability to run Facebook ads, not dogging on anybody, but know that that means you may see an ad to somebody who's brand new, and that's okay, and listen, everybody's got their own style, but I'm thinking, like, let's look at the Amy Porterfields of the world who she just released, like, um, you know, a ton of webinars, or Kimra Luna is another really strong webinar person. Like, let's go watch their webinars, Cause I know they're making a ton of money and see what they do um, and watch their strategies because you know Kimra's strategy is ridiculously or excuse me delivery is ridiculously different than Amy's and they both make money so what are they doing that's working and how can you plug that into your strategy
0: yeah, and that's great and I always say like find out somebody who's doing something that you want to do learn from them and do it in your own way exactly because obviously they're killing it so just mimic their strategy in your own field Exactly. So we've done a lot, we talked about Facebook ads, talked about webinars. Uh, one thing that you recently, I'd say, I think back in June is when you did this. Yeah, June 8th. You got into, <clears throat> June 8th. You got into periscoping. And you quickly became the celebrity in this field because you <laughs> were, what was. Was it six weeks? In six weeks, you built a million hearts? Was it a million hearts? Or what was your record there? Yeah. So in the first
1: 30 days, we did 750,000 hearts and $10,000 in sales.
0: In the first 30 days? In the
1: first 30 days, we were on
0: there. Yep. Wow. And now, I don't know the exact number, but I believe you're at 4 million, maybe 40,000 hearts and 7,300 followers? Yep. Wow. So tell me, how did you build that in such a short period of time? I mean, I've been on – I've seen your periscopes, and, I mean, you were – for a while there, you were doing like five a day, man. I don't <laughs> – so how yeah. did you build that up, and what techniques should anybody out there uh, – use to, I mean, a lot of people like, I go on Periscope, what do I talk about? Yeah, What do you talk about, and how do you convert it into actual sales like you've done? (laughs) Yeah,
1: so real quick for everybody who's listening, Periscope is just a new, the newest social media app that's essentially, your iPhone is now a live stream. So some people call them mini webinars, which I try not to indulge in, and we can kind of talk about that. I try not to indulge in that because they're really not mini webinars. Essentially what you do is you get people to follow you, you click your broadcast button, They get a notification on their phone that you're live, and then, you know, from that point, um, everything that you do can be seen by anybody who's watching. All the replays last for 24 hours, and then they go away forever. So that's Periscope in, like, a a 30-second synopsis. What I did was I got on there quick, I talked about the things that I'm really, that I would consider myself, you know, more of an expert at, things like Facebook ads and marketing, I just focused on the things that I knew and the things that I knew would move people forward. That's the first thing. The second thing was I brought people off of Periscope and onto other platforms. So, my email list, my Instagram, my Facebook group. Periscope is great and I'm all about it, but here's the harsh reality that a lot of Periscope people don't want to talk about live streaming will lose its novelty. Um, not in terms of like a larger, like it's, it's growing faster than anything ever has. And the novelty isn't going away. up. It's cool. Just like the novelty of Facebook wore off. It's not thrilling to see your friend posted a status update anymore. Is it cool? Yes. Does it capture your attention if you care about it? Sure. But there's nothing thrilling about having your friends be able to update their status or tweet you anymore. It's just not exciting. So what you need to do is understand that when people first find you, you're exciting. You have their attention. You've captivated them. Do something with them right? That's the second thing I did. The third thing is I said, how can I plug this into my existing sales systems? Grow my list, grow my webinars, grow my bottom line. So I'm always driving people to my freebies. I'm always driving people to my webinars. And then if it calls for it, I'll just sell right on Periscope. So I've done several Periscopes where I just make over a thousand dollars in, you know, 30, 40 minutes. It's perfect. So if you can leverage your audience and just put them where they need to go, It works great. It's the exact, the thing is everybody's so bamboozled by it because it's, it's shiny and new and how do you do it right? But it's just like every other social media platform, right? Nobody is, even the people who are like, I make a million dollars a month with Facebook. You actually don't. You get a million leads or you get people on your webinars or you drive people to your sales pages and retarget them using Facebook. Facebook is the medium for your success. Periscope is the medium for your success. It's not creating money for you. It's creating followership, it's creating awareness, and you have to be the closer that brings people to the next step. Nice, nice. So,
0: how, how long do you do your Periscopes? I mean, <laughs> how long do you do it, and how do you get people to heart? Like, do you just say, hey, give me some hearts, or, like, what does that consist of?
1: Yeah, so, you know, it's interesting, because everybody has their own opinions. I am super long-winded. So I just love to talk. Maybe I love the sound of my own voice. I don't know. But I just love to talk. So my periscopes can be anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. And I can do one or two a day. Um, Wow. And here's the thing. I I say that and people kind of panic because they're like, I don't have an hour or two a day. Here's the thing. It's my core strategy. It's one of my two to three core strategies. So to everybody who's like, I don't have that much time, like you you might be allocating that time somewhere else. You might be doing interviews. You might be doing one-on-one. You might be doing phone consults. You might be on Facebook. This is my core strategy. So yes, I have to be live and showing up for 30 to 60 minutes, but it's no different than somebody who spends 30 to 60 minutes inside the ads manager.
0: When is the best time to Periscope?
1: Um, So it really varies. And right now the peak times are like Sunday evenings, evenings, early afternoons, and early mornings. However, if you're always scoping at 5 p.m. Pacific time, every single day, seven days a week, you will attract people who are available at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, Monday through Friday. So if you go to do a scope at one in the morning, those people may not be available right now, and that's where you grew your audience. So I always put like a big asterisk by that because common sense says there should be peak hours, but it also has to do with when are you broadcasting, because it's not like Facebook where, you know, people are gonna see your stuff for an hour, so what are the peak activity times, right? It's about who are your peak viewers and when are they available. So again, Sunday proves to usually be a really successful night. Um, Early afternoons tend to prove to be really successful for most people. If you really want to know the best time, follow people in your industry. And when your phone won't stop blowing up for 30 minutes, that's probably a really good time to be on.
0: (laughs) That's awesome, man. And anybody out there, I mean, what is your Periscope under? Yeah, so I'm
1: at Heart Soul Hustle, or you can search Zach Spuckler. Both will bring me up.
0: Very entertaining. Uh, you could talk for a long time. I'm surprised you haven't done a podcast yet. And it's <laughs> maybe, it's maybe entertaining soon. to watch you and the, the advice you give and to direct them. So you basically on the periscope just say, "Hey, I have a free uh, whatever." You send it to them, and they go to the site or whatever and opt in. You get their email from that. Just doing that.
1: Yeah. So. I just give them a call to action like, hey, go to, you know, periscopeworkbook.com. That's my free Periscope workbook. Go grab it. Um, Head over to, you know, my website and join the Facebook group. So I have a bunch of really simplified links that do whatever I need them to do. So that's one of the keys is you have to make it simple because you can't like post links. People can't click on links on Periscope. So I say things like, oh, if you want to do a 15-minute consult with me, go to heartsoulhustle.com/chat. And if I'm offering consults right now, that'll link right to a calendar. Um if I want people to go to my freebie, I link to my freebie. If I want people in my Facebook group, I say like, "Hey, go to hearthustlers.com." That's the name of my Facebook group, but that domain redirects right to Facebook. So, whatever you want them to do, keep it super simple. I always say like, "Imagine imagine somebody you know in your life who like told you how much they wanted to like lose weight or get buff or go to the gym like 7 days a week, right?" And they're like, I'm dedicated, I'll do whatever it takes, I'll eat kale and brown rice for the rest of my life, I can just have abs, right? Like That's what everybody says, and then after three days, they're not gonna do it anymore. That's 80% of your customer base. It's unfortunate, but it's true. They say they'll do whatever it takes, but honestly, won't. they no. won't. And if you're gonna say, go to my blog, then scroll down, then click on my sidebar, that's gonna open a box where you type in your email, and then you'll get that email, you have to confirm it, and then after you confirm it, I'll send you, they're like, you know what, I'm done. Like, I just kinda want the free PDF right now. Even if it's the same number of steps, just say, go to my website, get the freebie. Make it so simple like that anyone can do it. That's one of the biggest keys and one of the biggest mistakes that I see on there.
0: Dude, great stuff, man. Before we finish up here, I just want to hear from you. Uh, where do you see, and you said this, social media is changing every, I mean, 6, 12 months, really. It's, uh, I mean, all the time. Where do you see social media going in the next few years to five years
1: yeah. You know, so the, the biggest thing I always say when people ask this question is like, this is my opinion. So I could be wrong and I've been wrong before and I'll like totally submit to that. But my big thing is right now it's making a major shift where it's less about your business and more about you. Um, and we're seeing that across everything. It's more
0: branding yourself.
1: Yeah. It's more about branding yourself. And some people are like, well, I don't want to be the brand because it's, it's my company. But even when you think about you know, major companies, even like pharmaceutical companies where you're like, what does that have to do with personal branding? When something goes wrong, it's no longer, you know, um, you know, pharmaceutical company A did this. It's Bob, CEO of so-and-so makes major mistake, right? And so we see headlines like that and we panic like, well, I don't want to be Bob. But what that actually is, in my opinion, is a sign that we're less focused on the companies and more focused on the people. Um, Which for us is great, especially as entrepreneurs, because you get to be the the forefront of your business. You get to show up 100% authentically. You don't have to spend the money on awareness around a name. You just get to show up, be who you are, and attract the right people and repel the wrong people. So I always say like, it's better to attract a small number of people for the right reasons um, than to keep a large number of wrong people for the wrong reasons. So the big shift is going to be it's less about solid marketing while well, that's going to remain important and you need a strategy. And obviously that's what I teach. So I'm not sitting here saying like, never run Facebook ads. It's all about having a killer smile, but it is going to be more about who cares how good your Facebook ad is. If you're like a horrible person. <laughs>
0: no, you no, know, it's, I, and I focus big. It's on your brand. And I believe in personal brand because of the day you always have you and people buy into people exactly. and that, that's what they like to see. And you, you're doing that. I'm doing that. And, Anybody out there? I mean, focus on your brand, whatever that may be.
1: Exactly, it's going to be people buy people. People don't buy products anymore, and that's going to be a major shift. Exactly,
0: perfect. To you couldn't said it better. So, before we go, tell me what would be your tips. I mean, coming from you, you've you at twenty two years old, you're killing it. You got your own business, and you left college and you left all the other bullshit, and you're doing <laughs> your own thing, doing your own trail. What, what advice do you give to other young entrepreneurs out there? What would be your top tips?
1: Yeah, you know, my top tips would be, number one, just go for it in the capacity that works best for you. So I receive pressure from every which way to do 10 different things. Leave school, stay in school, go full time, don't go full time. Don't quit until you have X number of months like this. Quit right now so you have more time. Do what works best for you, but take risks. And you have to find out what kind of risk taker you are. I'm a calculated risk taker. I'm not like, I'll fly across the country and make it happen. That just doesn't work for me. Um, The whole burn the boats thing, I get it. I appreciate it. It doesn't really work well for me. It puts me in like a state of catatonic anxiety where it just doesn't work. But I do have to take risks. I do have to say, I'm going to spend $2,000 on this launch before I know how much it's going to pay me back. But it's a calculated risk. I can stand to lose that money. So you have to take risks in the capacity that works best for you, but you have to get uncomfortable. So that's my first one. My second one is... I have found that 80% of the battle is totally mindset, and I feel like not enough people talk about that because it's all like, oh, strategy, 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 but you know what? It doesn't matter how well your Facebook ad strategy is if you're terrified of spending $500. And there are days where I wake up and I'm like, man, do I want to spend this money? And I turn off all my Facebook ads and I have like, you know, my mini panic attack and then I move on with my life, but you have to work on yourself because you're gonna to have to get comfortable risking $500. And as you grow, you're gonna to have to get comfortable risking $2,000 and $10,000 and $100,000. The risks are gonna go up as the reward goes up. And the, the biggest thing is it's not the risk reward, it's not the strategy, it's are can you mentally push through those barriers? Because there's gonna be a lot of them. There's gonna be, am I worth charging this much? Can I justify this kind of spend? Should I hire a coach? Should I buy this program? Do I have time to do X, Y, and Z? Usually the answer is yes, and you're just nervous about it, and that's cool. Like, just lean into that fear and and roll with it. That's my second one. My third one, my final one, is just be around people who are doing it. Um, And I swear, it's like by osmosis that I just keep attracting better and better people into my life. And a lot of people are like, well, how do you get a mentor? How do you get people to notice you? Um, It's the first two. It's like actually doing something and taking the risks, Yeah, understanding that you have to push through your mental stuff. And then once you do those things, like the I, it's crazy. I like just get, um, you know, I'll just reach out to people or have people reach out to me who are like six and seven figure business owners. Whereas six months ago, I would have been like, no, I'm not good enough to talk to them. And I'll just shoot them a message and be like, hey, this is what I'm thinking um, because I'm taking a risk. I'm pushing through my own stuff and now I'm around the right people. So if you can kind of bring those three things together, it's almost like the money tends to take care of itself. There are there are months where I wrap up and I'm like, I don't even know how I made money this month. I just know I'm taking smart risks. I know I'm gonna make the money and I'm around people who are gonna help me do that.
0: Dude, you, <laughs> you, 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 I, I couldn't say better myself. You, I mean, you laid it out for them three strong tips <laughs> and advice for others. And you're right, I mean, you, you gotta take risk in business. Um, and calculate the risk. But you just got to go out of your comfort zone and go after. Otherwise, you'll never go beyond where you're already at. Exactly. So, exactly. so where can people find you, Zach, if they want to follow you on social media, Periscope, or get it in on all the action for the great value you give for your courses and Facebook ads? Yeah, so the
1: two best places to connect with me are Uh, My Heart Hustlers Facebook group, or about, at the time of recording, we're about 2,300 online entrepreneurs just supporting each other and creating kick-ass businesses. You can go to hearthustlers.com. So the name came about because it started with Periscope and we were hustling for hearts because that's how we roll. Um, But now it's more about, you know, leading with your heart first, serving people, and then allowing the profits to come in secondary to that. And that's worked really well for us. Um, the other place you can connect to me is Periscope, at Heart Soul Hustle um, or Zach Spuckler. You can search either one. So those are the two best places to connect with me. And if you connect to me in either of those places, I'll eventually get you on my list. So don't worry about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the beauty of the marketing from Zach Spuckler. Exactly. Hey, man, I really appreciate you coming on the show. A lot of great stuff, and we'll have it all linked in the notes. And that's it for today's show, everybody. In the meantime, go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brennan C. Adams. Have a great day, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's show with Zach Spuckler. He gave a a lot of great advice. I mean, I learned so much from him, and I have before in the past six months. This guy, I've seen him grow to where he's at today. It's awesome to see that. I really value what he does for people and what he brings to the table. I mean, he is the go-to guy in his field, one of the top in the industry. Check out all the notes at brandontadams.com, and we have all the links there so you can follow him and get any kind of advice you need from him. Now, just want to let you know, I am launching a second podcast. Here in January, we are launching a podcast, Keys of the Crowd. I have my website, of the Crowd.com, where crowdfunding support system. We're actually about to launch a new course in crowdfunding everything you need Launching a second podcast in January, Keys of the Crowd. It's going to be an awesome podcast. Just keep uh, stay updated. We'll give you uh, more announcements on the launch and everything else with it. I'm excited to do two podcasts. Then I'm even looking and doing another show, a YouTube show. So 2016 is going to be big. There's going to be a lot coming your way, a lot of value, so much stuff. You're going to be blown away that can help you take your business and lifestyle to the next level. That's it for today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. And in the meantime, go out there, create something great and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brennan T. Adams. Have a great day, everybody.